bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. All right, so the last five gazillion. um, No, let me. uh, Every time I go to do something, the talking text line start blowing up. Hey, Dr. Ken, completely off topic, but I'm in the process of purchasing my first home. Hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. Somebody get me first house. And I remember a while back you were talking about when you purchase yours and some of the stipulations that they had on the paperwork. One of the statements you made was that if you switched your job or your credit score changed, they would, uh, I guess, take back your home. Is it stating that correctly? Well, no. What they, what, what they said was they wanted to be able to Check my credit. Now, first of all, let me, let, me, let me suggest. I'm only saying what happened to me. What I would suggest you do is get a lawyer that understands real estate who can help you and read your paperwork before you sign it. Don't show up there and then have a lawyer trying to read it so you can close. Have them send you your closing paperwork. If it's 9 o'clock, um, I'm just, just an example. If it's 9 o'clock Friday... You need to have your closing paperwork at 9 o'clock on Wednesday. They have to be 48 hours. That's a stipulation you have to put in writing. That's just me. That's No, no. I'm not going to say you have to do that. I'm saying that's what I did because I'm not giving legal advice. I'm not giving real estate advice. I'm not giving any kind of advice because I'm not a professional like that. And so what I did is I told them I needed it, and then I paid a lawyer. 
like an hour, two hours, whatever, negotiated. And I sat down and he sat down and read it. But before I gave it to him, I read it, put my concerns on it and gave it to him and was very clear because I told them what you will not do. Well, we have the ability to check your credit rating anytime. And I put, nope, we're crossing that out. And I literally crossed it out and initialed it and had them initial it too, because I'm not, you're not going to just go back and start checking my credit anytime you want to like, and call my loan, sell my loan, do whatever you want to do. That was just me. I'm paranoid and I'm kind of like that. So, so that's, that's what I did. That was the story I was telling when I was on, when I was on radio a week or two ago. And so it, it just disturbs me when I, when I hear people being taken advantage of. On the other hand, congratulations. Um, that sounds great. Do your due diligence. Get a decent lawyer, you know, get somebody who can look over your paperwork for you, who understands that and and is able to um, do it for you. Not a friend. It's just me. I don't do friends. Like, I don't have friends do my taxes. I don't have friends be my lawyer because if I got an issue with you, I need to jack you. And, you know, it's hard to jack your friend. All right, that's a lie. I'm going to jack my friend. But anyway, uh, (laughs) it, it comes down to, to due diligence and making sure you're taken care of, but more importantly, your family's taken care of. Now, I'm not a professional in real estate, law, or anything in between. Make sure you hire a competent professional. Understand when you buy a house how it will impact your taxes. I know you used to go to Ray Ray and them to get your taxes done, but you might need a CPA who understands Wisconsin and federal tax law so they can help you so you can win. That's all I'm saying. And if you have any issues, we also have places in town. One of our great sponsors, Axe Housing, that can actually help you. Give them a call. See what they say. See what they do. Bet. I right. Let me get back to it because y'all blowing me up. Mr. Medice. Gang life is a fiction lifestyle that was forced upon us. By who? Who forced it on us, Mr. Madi? Oh, you're right. You're right. Some white guy came in to my house when I was a kid and put a gun to my head and said, you will listen to this music. Yeah, you're right. I miss that. I missed that. Yeah. Now, if it came to the black exploitation movies, white people made those. White people funded those. And you know, back then, back in the day, these are the only movies we gonna fund. So that's what you did, so you could get paid. Um. Same thing happens today. If you want to do something, we're only paying for that. So if you do that, we'll pay for it. If we're not, and that's why we need our own black banks, our own black uh, investment companies, our own black investors to do things. Start small, build it up big. Start with $500 or $1,000 and get with 10 friends and put some money together and go buy something. Go invest in something and build it out. What is that? I know what that is. Who? I don't know what, I don't know what you do. Say something, cause oh uh, well, I'm a, I'm gonna just 
Ah, well. Oh. <laughs> Funny. Um, yeah. So that they so that we can like be on the internet stuff. Or or peeper time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, back to this talking text line. I ain't gonna never get to my top five and five. Um <laughs> Don't forget Billy D. Williams and Diana Ross. Okay, first, let me help you out. <sighs> Diana Ross was not in ex- black exploitation movies. So stop. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think Billy D. Williams was either. If he was, it was toward the end. So no. Billy D. was in Lady Sings the Blues. Lady Sings the Blues was not a black exploitation movie. Neither was Mahogany. And, he, and yeah, so no. No, we're not doing that. No, we're not. Anyway. He goes on to say, the movies are made in the 70s and early 80s and help bridge the gap between black exploitation superstar and music and the acting field as far as Oscar winning performances. I ain't never seen an Oscar winning performance from a black exploitation movie, and I would not call it a bridge. That's just me. I respect what you're saying. Richard Pryor was in a lot of those movies in the 70s and 80s, but his best work were the solo and uh, performances as a stand-up. Of course. Absolutely. I agree. And Bill Cosby also made some darn funny movies. Yeah, he did. But let's not forget Cicely Tyson, God rest her soul, who played the lead role in Autobiography, Miss Jane Pittman. She was in Sounder and played the captain of the Underground Railroad, Harriet Tubman. Yep. Yes, she did. Phenomenal woman, by the way. Just outstanding. And you can't forget Sidney Poitier. One of my absolute, absolute favorite. And he said, thank you for the clarification regarding the buying the house. And he's actually going through act. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. And so that's that's just an example of how using someone that you hear on the radio can then help you. Right. So we we kind of we kind of, you know, look at people and they kind of shady. I don't know. I don't know. And um. You know, Axe Housing has 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 been in the neighborhood, has been working with people. Um, and they're, they're not the only ones that do it, but they're the only ones here. Right. And that's what I'm talking about. The, the being able to hear something on the radio, leave, go talk to them, find out and get all the information. Now, here's the other thing. DZ going to kill me because I got to go to break. And I guess my top five at five might be at. I don't know. 520. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
listening to Truth in the Afternoon with none other than Gil Scott Heron on the new 1017 The Truth. Number five. After nearly two decades of advocating for historical recognition for his hometown, Peter Baker this past Saturday unveiled a marker from the Wisconsin Historical Society recognizing Lake Ivanhoe as the state's first black founded resort community established in 1926. While the population has shifted over the years, residents past and present reunited Saturday at the Lake Ivanhoe Clubhouse, which I've been to, I don't know, once a year for the past eight or nine years um, to share memories and thank Baker for fighting to remember their community. Baker hasn't left. Baker said, when I stepped foot on Lake Ivanhoe, I knew I was home. And I don't have any intentions of leaving this community. It's something that is in my heart. Number four, black nativity is returning to Milwaukee for the holiday season. And I'm excited. So from W, I'm sorry, the last story. Ooh, I didn't tell you was from uh, JS online. This is from WISN.com. Black nativity by Langston Hughes returns to Milwaukee's holiday season. Um, Milwaukee native DeMonte Henning is also back this year as the show's director. He said, I'm so impressed with our cast, with our vocal ability, with their acting, and I just want to provide some opportunities to showcase their talent. A platform to showcase their talent and I think Black Arts MKE does a great job of doing that. And so I'm, I'm excited this year. It's back. You should see it. And I got to check the website. It'll be at uh, Marcus Center for the Performing Arts and Wilson Theater at Vogel Hall. And so I guess I got to buy some tickets now because I'm just saying. Because I got to go see Black Nativity. Number three. By the way, for those of you who don't make enough money for it to matter, uh, <laughs> today, President Joe Biden announced from on CBS58.com via CNN the federal application for Americans seeking student loan forgiveness, the latest phase in his plan that is expected to provide debt relief to as many as 43 million borrowers is open. He announced millions of hardworking people and middle class can apply to get this relief. And it's simple and it's now it's easy. Biden said in remarks from the White House, along with Education Secretary Miguel Cardona, this is a game changer for millions of Americans. And it took an incredible amount of effort to get this website done in such a short time. And so it's there and you have until December 31st to submit an application. So I'm telling everybody I know if you make less than one hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year or you can get as much as twenty thousand dollars for eligible borrowers who are also Pell Grant recipients. Go to the website and fill it out. Number two. Now on a more serious note from CNN Health. Scientists are uncovering new details in the connection between using certain hair straightening products such as chemical relaxers and pressing products and an increased risk of cancer in women. Now, we already knew that, right? Ongoing research previously suggested that Hair straightening chemicals are associated with an increased risk of certain hormone-related cancers, such as breast cancer, 
ovarian cancer. But now a new study links use of hair straightening products with an increased risk of uterine cancer. Black women may be more affected due to higher use of the products. Research notes the study published today in the journal of the national cancer Institute. Oh, hang on. And I'm pausing for a reason. Estimates that among women who did not use hair straightening chemical products in the past 12 months, 1.6% developed uterine cancer by age 70, but about 4% of the women who frequently use such hair straightening products develop uterine cancer by age 70. And so in this study, women with frequent use in the past year had over a two-fold higher risk of uterine cancer. Frequently, use was defined as more than four times in the previous year. But the new study includes data on nearly, and somebody was asking me about this earlier, 34,000 women in the United States aged 35 to 74 who completed questionnaires about their use of certain hair products, including perms, dyes, relaxers, and straighteners. The research from the National Institutes of Health also tracked the incidence of cancer diagnosis within the study group. And they found a strong association between hair straightening products and uterine cancer cases, but the use of other hair products such as dyes and perms or body waves was not associated with uterine cancer. This study also shows the association between hair straightening products and uterine cancer was most pronounced for black women who made up only 7.4% of the study participants, but 59.9% of those who reported ever using hair straighteners. So that's something to look at, something to think about. I've got the study in front of me, and I'm going to be looking at it. And in the coming months, we're going to talk about it uh, with this being Breast Cancer Month, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, I think it's important that we, you know, urge the women in our lives to get mammograms. And if they don't go, force them to go. If they don't go and somebody want to complain about it, force them to go too. All right. You know why? Because men can get breast cancer too. The study goes, the, 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 the story goes on to say several factors likely play a part in the frequent use of hair straightening products. Eurocentric standards of beauty, social pressures placed on black and Latino women in workplace settings related to microaggressions and the threat of discrimination along with desired versatility in changing hairstyles and self-expression. And the and the exposure burden appears higher among black women. So we have to be aware of that. And so we have to check on that. We have to make sure we look at uh, those types of things that are going on um, in our community. Uh, based off the body of this literature in the area, we know that hair products marketed today to black children and women have been shown to contain multiple chemicals associated with disrupting hormones. And these products marketed to black women have also shown to have harsher chemical formulations. And so if we know that, why doesn't the, why, why aren't these products um, 
removed? Or, or is it not enough? Or do they want to keep making money, right? That's something to definitely look at. That is definitely something to look at. And so I think of all the times um, my mother, who, who died from cancer, um, the hair straightening things that, that she put in. You know, her hair. You know, and I, I think back, could that have been a cause? Could that have been something that might have caused her even at a young age? Because we're talking she she was born in the nineteen she was actually born in nineteen thirty six. And so that would have caused her to have to really, you know, if you wanna work, if you wanna, you know, keep money in your pocket, feed your family, then you would have to really conform to those things. Now, you know, back in the day, they didn't have microaggressions and all those types of things that we call them now. Those are nice. Those are just cute names for intimidation. I'm not really good with the whole microaggression thing because that, that you know, well, we'll have to call it. No, that's just meanness, intimidation, you know, call it exactly what it is. Number one. (laughs) That was good. I love it. I love it. Anyway, (laughs) I'm sorry, DZ. I love live radio. Like, I love the change and the mix it up. And Matter of fact, next time we do number one, you got, you got to play that with the number one. <laughs> He's like, uh, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> anyway, um, a former Milwaukee County correctional officer accused of sexual assault of not one, but two female inmates at the Milwaukee County Jail was sentenced to three years behind bars. Gilberto... Fernandez Rosa, 27, pled guilty to one count each of third-degree and fourth-degree sexual assault on October 14th. Additional charges were dismissed as part of a plea negotiation with prosecutors. So here's why I always want to ask about this. You added charges so that you, you added charges so that they would plead to the charges When normally, why don't we pass a law that says you can only charge people with what they did? And if it's multiple charges, you pick the highest one or two and that's it. Because they only wanted him to plead because they might not have been able to to actually get him guilty on the other charges. Then what? And no, I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm just talking about the number of people that have not done some of the things and they got forced to plea bargain because they had multiple charges and they didn't want to go to jail that long. And I don't like that about prosecutors. You know, the, 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 you know, I've worked with them and I respect them, but some of them I just don't like. And maybe that's just me, but you know, I'm just saying 
833-212-1017 is the number. I'm going to blame it on Kyle because now I got to catch up with the talk and text line because it done blew up. And DZ is, you know, playing Gil Scott Heron and all these things are distracting me. So you know what I got I to do. At some point, I just have to go back to sis. Go back to the basics. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. We'll be right back right after traffic, weather, and sports. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. If I could... Oh, uno, dos, uno, dos, tres, cuatro... You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I want to say thank you to Northwestern Mutual for being a founding partner of the new 1017 The Truth. We're proud to be supported by a national leader in financial services, which has been helping families and businesses achieve financial security for over 160 years. Be sure to download the 1017 The Truth app. Listen to our monthly financial literacy interviews with Northwestern Mutual right here. I also want to remind you that you still have time to sign up for the Black Business Give Back sponsored by us, the new 1017 The Truth and Associated Bank. If you didn't win last month, make sure you sign up for this month and November and December. Don't stop trying. Uh, Be one of the first 10 businesses to sign up at blackbusinessgiveback.com. If you win, you get $2,000 worth of free advertising right here on the new 1017 The Truth. Blackbusinessgiveback.com. To be eligible, you got to be in business at least a year and be in Milwaukee County. Black Business Giveback is sponsored by 1017 The Truth and Associated Bank. Member FDIC. 833-212-1017 is the number. My mom always had. So before the break, we were talking about all sorts of things. We did the Top five at five, we were talking about movies and black exploitation and why we think and how some of us think, you know, and Al and black conscious, although Al kept laughing. I don't know what that's about. Uh, (laughs) uh, Al kept laughing and black conscious gave, you know, of course, some of that intellectual knowledge, as he always does. And, you know, the talking text always at work says my mom always had Uptown Saturday Night on. These movies paved the way for Black Hollywood that we see now. Without those early exploitation movies, Hollywood would have never invested in a Cosby show. I don't know. I don't know. The reason I say that is because many of those, few of those people moved over to that other side. I mean, how many movies was 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 Diane Carroll in? She was in Claudine. Right. And so she did Claudine. And then I didn't see a lot of her. But then you also had people like James Earl Jones that came through as well. James Earl Jones came through and did a lot of movies. But James Earl Jones was always a level ahead. He was always a step ahead of who we thought people should be. Right. So for me, um, I don't look at Diane Carroll, uh, who was in Julia. Some of y'all don't remember that. She played a nurse. Um, James Earl Jones. You know, these, these, uh, a lot of them were in the theater. 
who then came around and actually started to um, come into their own. And I, I, I always thought it was, I thought that was great. Now, the other place that I remember, and this will be back in the 80s, is Miami Vice, the original Miami Vice, right? And with Philip Michael Thomas. And, and one of the things I remember distinctly about it is Michael Mann was notorious for using theater people in TV. So he transitioned a lot of theater people um, into his movies, into his TV shows, things of that nature. And I always thought that was brilliant. You know, I had never heard of people like Philip Michael Thomas and, and a lot of the other people that were in it and guest starred until I remember a lot of them did theater. And when I went back and checked, that's one of Michael Mann's ways of doing things. But I, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know. Because I didn't see very few of those people, if those movies were really great, transitioned to mainstream movies. I didn't see a lot of them transition into, you know, big movies and, you know. But then we have movies like Bingo Long and Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings, right? We have movies like that 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 we saw black people in, very few, very, very few. And when we had black people in it, they were the sidekick or or even even Eddie Murphy, right? Many of the Eddie Murphy movies that he made, he wasn't the star. He was the sidekick. He wasn't the main person. And that was unfortunate. That was unfortunate. And and many of those same comedians are transitioning over to doing excellent work in serious movies. And I can appreciate that. I can always appreciate a drama. Did Denzel ever do any comedy? Other than Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing? I think that's the only like actual comedy. I've seen him, but I digress. Uh, thank you for your comments. Eastside Corey said, should black-owned businesses such as barbershops and beauty shops where people handle these chemicals for hair processing, and this is going back to the story I read in the top five at five. It was my number two story from CNN Health about the study that talks about uh, use of straighteners and other hair products and incidents of uterine cancer are associated. Uh, let me go back. So, trying to say, um, should black-owned businesses such as barbershops and beauty shops where people handle these chemicals for hair processing every single day, breathe it in, apply it, get it on their hands, are in danger of also developing different kinds of cancers? Yes. Let alone the customer. Yes. Based on this study, this would be another example of a secret attack on black folks, kind of like lead poisoning in our community. I wouldn't say that. I would disagree with that. I can respect your saying it, but it's not a secret attack because who invented hair care products? Madam C.J. Walker, a black woman in New York. 
Anyway, they go on to say this would be another example of a secret attack on black folks, kind of like the lead poisoning in our community. It's there, but we don't know that it's there. And the government and agencies that test for cancers don't tell us right away until millions of us are dead from cancer. I'm just asking. No, I would say no. I think what's happening is an independent, you know, researcher, you know, the National Cancer Institute did a study. They're connected with the National Institutes of Health, and they did a study, and this is what it came up with. Does some of the funding come from government? Sure. Would I say government is the one that's that's actually uh, covering this up or making this? Well, we invented it because we believe that in order for us to move forward, our hair needs to look like white folks' hair, just like in some places of Africa that people are lightening their skin to make themselves look lighter. And this is an example. I don't think it's a secret attack. Um, I think we've known for years, if not decades, that this stuff is bad for us, but yet we never really did anything about it. So all we have to do is literally stop using the products. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Hey, on a solo. listening to the truth in the afternoon i'm your host dr ken harris 833-212-1017 is the number are you kidding me do you have the talking text in there look what 808 said Lead is benign to us. The only reason they wanted to eliminate lead-based paint was nefarious folks could see inside our homes, etc. I think that's a joke. I hope it's a joke. Because if it's not, that's borderline probably one of the most ridiculous things I've ever read. It's got to be a joke. It's a combination of lead-based paint and lead laterals. The water that's coming into your house. The fact that you would make a homeowner replace it from the sidewalk to your house and you replace everything up to it doesn't make any sense to me. You're not fixing the problem. 
That's just me. 833-212-1017 is the number. We need, we need to block 808. We need to get like, boop. Okay, they're gone. No more. Esau Corey said, Dr. Ken, thank you for reading my last text on air. I appreciate that one. One more thing during the 70s. I was a kid and could only get to kid movies, not rated movies, and voice most junk black boys. Okay, I don't know what that means. Movies are rated R, even though I'm rated even rated X, so we considered them grown folks movies, but didn't think of them as anything different than regular movies. Just happened to have black folks in them. And so a lot of black folks went to see it. The term black exploitation or black yeah, black exploitation didn't come really, I don't think, till after the period. Correct. It came after the period. Correct. Ended. So I don't know if you don't no, you're being exploited. Are you being exploited? Well, they knew they were being exploited. Um, I remember some of the conversations with Jim Brown, Fred Williamson, uh, Pam Greer, and, and uh, you know, Yafet Koto before he passed away. Phenomenal actor, by the way. Um, if you ever get a chance to see him in um, Homicide, Life on the Street about Baltimore, phenomenal show. Um, I think they understood that. I I think they knew that they were being exploited, but this was the only way that they could put money in their pockets. I mean, think about, think about black people that worked in Milwaukee. They saw white people get in their cars and drive to high rise buildings and work and make money in banking and law and even the Milwaukee Fire Department, the Milwaukee Police Department, and we never got a chance to be a cop. We had like one or maybe two, right? But those that stayed through all the crap stayed because they knew if I can just hold on, if I can just do it, somebody will come behind me and they'll be able to do better. And that's why we do what we do. That is why we stay and we fight and we move and we take it and we put up with it so that the people coming behind you can get better. That was the only reason I I was a State Farm intern. Went to school at Illinois State, State Farm, biggest employer at the time other than university, right? They had a minority internship program in 1982-ish. So here I am sitting in the communications office working with the guy who's the director of it, who is my instructor, who says, I want you to come and be an intern and and connected me and made me an intern, who taught me a lot of the things that I know today, showed me a lot of the things that you can have. And I remember him taking me home one day and saying, you can drive one of these two. And he had a convertible, a red convertible with a blue top, two-seater Mercedes. He showed me things that other people I didn't have contact with because I was in central Illinois and there weren't a lot of black people. And black people that were there were working hard. The other person was a vice president at the university. And he was one of the most phenomenal people I ever met 
And one, one of the things Charles did is he was able to show me what a family looked like, show me what a good marriage looked like, show me what, all, you know, all the things that black people could achieve. And that's when I realized, wow, this is cool. Then when I went back home to Chicago and I saw those same people in my middle class black neighborhood, I went, oh, that's what that is. You know, I just thought they just went home and like one of the guys um, and his name escapes me and I'll get it. Oh, Dempsey Travis. I didn't know this. So I lived on 75th Street. Dempsey Travis's real estate office was a block from my house. And I saw him every day. A friend of mine's mother was his secretary. But I never knew Dempsey Travis was one of the pre- preeminent black commercial and real estate people in Chicago at the time. This man was a millionaire. Saw him every day, said hello. I was a kid, 11, 12, 13 years old, not realizing I was in the face of royalty. And that's when I started to do some historical things and look at how people got what they got and said, you know what? There's a lot of us that have made it. And we need to start showing it more. And that's why the truth is here. To show you what it looks like. To give you Milwaukee Black talk. With an award-winning morning show. And me bringing up the rear. Because I'm the old head. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I want to say thank you. Tori Lowe shows up next. He'll be on at 6 and then he'll be rolling in. I think I come back about midnight Again, at 5 o'clock, so you could be here, MK in the morning, Wisconsin Broadcaster Association award-winning show, number one morning show in the entire state with Mel and DZ. Make sure you're here. God bless. Take care. I'm out. I'll see you in 22.